Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Tom and I had only been married for a couple of months when, out of the blue, I found I was attracted to somebody else. It was somebody I didn't see very often, but I found that my thoughts were rather occupied by them. I didn't really know what to do. I kind of tried to ignore it, but there was this little voice inside of me that said, don't worry about it. Nobody knows it's a secret. You don't need to say anything. I felt such guilt and such shame. Thankfully, I remembered that a friend of mine had said to me before I got married, don't think just because you're getting married that at some point you won't be attracted to somebody else. If it happens, tell Tom straight away and pray about it together. Don't ever let the devil have a foothold in your marriage. She was so wise. She was really right and I took her advice. Tom and I prayed and talked about it together and the feeling stopped immediately and thankfully that has never happened again since. But the whole experience rather unnerved me and it taught me a few things. That I'm vulnerable to sin, that the devil is at work in scheming and underhand ways, but that the victory of Christ and the power of prayer is far greater than any spiritual attack or sin. This is why Jesus taught us that we need to pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's a prayer that we would stand firm in Christ. Standing firm is right at the heart of those verses in Ephesians 6. Tom and I want to share from those verses that we are to pray that we would stand firm in Christ because there is a spiritual battle going on all around us and we're weak and we're vulnerable. But that Jesus has the victory. Jesus has defeated sin, the world and the devil and has equipped us with everything that we need to be able to stand firm so we can take heart. We pray to stand firm in Christ because there is a spiritual battle going on all around us. When it comes to the battle against coronavirus or the battle in the Syrian civil war or the battle for racial equality, we can see what's going on. But Ephesians 6 points us to another battle that is invisible to our eyes and it's a battle that Christians are fighting every day. Listen to Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 12. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put in the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This battle is against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, mighty powers in this dark world and evil forces in the heavenly realms. There is a spiritual battle that is waging war every day that can impact our health, our lives, our relationships, our decisions, our identities, our friendships and marriages and our trust in Jesus. This might be hard for you to get your head around because talking about spiritual things and battles feels a bit out of this world, doesn't it? Something that you'd see in a sci-fi movie, not real life. But we are fooling ourselves if we see that this is a load of nonsense 
and we leave ourselves open to all sorts of spiritual attack. The devil is real and he seeks to intimidate us, to make us insecure, fearful, discouraged and to bring discord and disunity to our lives and to our churches. We also fool ourselves if we overestimate the devil's power and influence in our lives. It can leave us feeling afraid and fearful or defeated or just unwilling to take responsibility for our own sin. To stand firm in Christ, we need to have an accurate perspective of God's power in relation to the devil's power. The, de the devil is a defeated enemy defeated by Jesus' death on the cross, which totally deals with our sin, meaning the devil cannot hold on to us. The devil is defeated, but he's still putting up a fight. In reality, it's like a one-sided tug of war. It's like a fisherman tugging on his line, but all that's at the end of that line is a measly, pathetic maggot. But that maggot is still putting up a fight. To stand firm in Christ, we need to know the devil's tactics. We need to know how he works. In the Bible, it says that the devil is the father of lies. He deceives and he speaks lies to mislead us, making us believe things about God that just are not true. Have you ever found yourself going through a hard time and thinking that God doesn't love you because you're going through that hard time? The devil is an accuser. Have you ever found yourself going over past sins, repeating them over in your head and feeling the weighty, guilty burden of it all, feeling that shame and condemnation? Do you ever feel like you're just not good enough? The devil loves to accuse. He loves to make you feel guilty and condemned. He wants to weaken your confidence in God's love and forgiveness and his plans for you by making you constantly feel guilty. The devil is a tempter. That bit of gossip, that white lie, that shortcut at work. The devil loves to chip away bit by bit at the small things until they become really big things. And then we will really struggle but he doesn't just attack the individual. Think how much the church today is being tempted to change to reflect the world around us, rather than stay true to the, the God that we follow. Sometimes God does allow us to go through times of testing in order to grow us. But God is so much more powerful than the devil and he can use the devil's schemes to strengthen us. But for us to stand firm in Christ, we need to know the enemy and his tactics, but we also need to know ourselves. We need to be honest and humble about where we are weak and where we are vulnerable. What are your easy targets? Are you a person who easily gets cross? Do you constantly seek the approval of others? Do you struggle with temptations sexually financially? Is bitterness, laziness or resentment an issue for you? And when are you most vulnerable? Is it when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you're overworked or bored, or when life is going really well? 
You may need to take some time out this week to reflect and think on the current situations that you are facing. Maybe it's a difficult person or an overwhelming circumstance you're facing or a situation you feel conflicted over. The places in your life where you feel no peace, no light, no truth. As you pray, lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Can you discern where the devil is at work? Can you see where you are most at risk? There's a battle on, the devil is at work and we're at risk. So how, how on earth do we stay standing and strong rather than fearful and despairing? Well, let's listen again to Ephesians 6 verses 10 and 11 where Paul writes, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. We need to have our eyes fully open to the spiritual battle we're in and to the devil and his tactics and to our weakness and our vulnerability. But we need to focus on Christ. He's the one who's defeated the devil. He's the one who's done away with our sin. He's the one who's defeated death. We need to glance at our situation. We need to gaze on our saviour. We're trying to illustrate this a little bit. Uh, back in the spring, uh, I was going for a run in the fields between Thurnby and Houghton. And when I got to one of the fields, I realised it was full of cows. Now, these weren't fully grown cows, but they weren't calves either. They were kind of I guess teenage cows. From a distance, they didn't look that threatening. I guess in a cow way, they probably looked quite cute. That is until they started coming towards me. I realised they're bigger than me. They weigh more than me. And they were no longer walking, but running. I don't think the cows uh, had any ill intention towards me. I suspect they just thought I, I had food. But in that moment, I saw them coming towards me. I looked at myself in my running kit. I looked like a highlighter pen. I don't have the legs of Usain Bolt. I'm fearful. I'm despairing. I'm spotting a gate just in the distance and I am running with all my strength to get there and I get there by the skin of my teeth. It's not an experience I really want to repeat. And yet a few weeks later I decided that clearly the farmer would have shoved his cows into a different field by now. So I go on the same route. I enter into that field. I see the cows again. I look at my legs. They've not changed. They're not legs that are going to take me to the Tokyo Olympics. And yet, this time I was not fearful. I wasn't despairing. I wasn't sprinting manically through the field. Because there was something else for me to look at. Something else for me to focus on. Not the threat of the cows, not my weakness and my legs, but the fence that separated me from the cows. Now it's not running that Paul wants the Ephesians to be doing, it's standing. What if you heard it as, as Roe read it earlier, verse 13, uh, we read this. So in the battle, in our weakness, we don't have to manically get through in our own strength by the skin of our teeth. We can use what God gives every follower of Jesus, his armour. It's not a perfect comparison, but the armour of God is a bit like the fence in that field of cows. I don't have to look at the enemy, I don't have to look at the devil, I don't have to look at my weakness. Because there's something else to look at. What protects me? My saving God and the armour he gives. He's the one who gives us the belt of truth so we can stand firm against the devil's lies and his half-truths. Because God, particularly in Jesus, has shown us fully what he is like and what he likes. We're given the breastplate of righteousness so we can stand firm when we're perhaps feeling crushed by our sin. 
or we're going over past wrongs that we've been forgiven for or by when we're just willing to not bother fighting that particular sin we keep battling with. Breastplate of righteousness is that declaration by God that, that because of Jesus we're in right standing with him and that the Holy Spirit is working that out in our lives helping us to live right on our feet. We have the readiness to stand firm to stand firm when division and disunity hits us. We stand firm in the, the gospel of peace. We stand together in the peace that God has given through Jesus. We work at reconciliation. We work at making that peace known to anybody and everybody. When the fiery arrows of temptation come our way, we can stand firm because we're given the shield of faith. Faith takes hold of Jesus and all the promises that are ours through him, that he offers true hope and joy he gives us identity and purpose through him we can be fully known and fully loved sin's promises in comparison to that are like overcooked broccoli and there's the helmet of salvation so we can stand firm when the devil tries to steal our future hope we're tempted to think this isn't real Jesus didn't really rise from the dead. This, we just don't know where we are. And it's a battle that so often happens in our heads, isn't it? No wonder we're given the helmet of salvation. Assurance that Jesus really was raised from the dead. He really does reign over all and he really will return to make all things new. So it's no surprise, is it, that the, the armour of God finishes with the sword of the spirit, the word of God. That's the weapon that we need to use if we're to stand firm in Christ, because there is nothing more powerful. In the Bible, we meet the God who speaks truth, is righteous, who offers peace, who gifts us faith, who saves us completely. We glance at our situation. We gaze on our saving God. We put this armour on as we gaze at our saving God. Yes, we have our eyes fully open to the spiritual battle going on. Yes, we have our eyes fully open to our vulnerability and to our weakness, but we focus on our saving God. We're fully focused on Jesus. And it seems that prayer is the way we buckle this armour up. Paul writes in verse 18, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always praying for the Lord's people. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We're praying that we would know that we're in a spiritual battle each day. We're asking God not to lead us into times of testing because we know and are alert to how weak and vulnerable we are. We're also praying that we would trust that if God does lead us into a time of testing, if he does allow the devil to tempt us, that we would stand firm in Christ because he leads us in the right ways. And he will deliver us from evil. And he has given us everything we need to stand firm in Christ. He's given us his armour today, tomorrow, this week, this pandemic. Until we go to be with Jesus or Jesus returns. It's no wonder the Lord's Prayer finishes with those fitting words of praise. They, Jesus might not have given them, but they're the right response to God. Our saving God, the God who's shown us wonderful things about himself as we've gone through the Lord's Prayer over these last six weeks. Fitting words for us to finish with right now. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.